The Sensemaker. Hi, I'm Nimmo and this is Sensemaker from tortoisemedia.com. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, seven years after Russia annexed Crimea, Russian forces are assembling on the border with Ukraine once again. So what exactly does President Vladimir Putin want this time? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. After months of simmering conflict, thousands of Russian troops have massed on the border of Ukraine. For the last few months, there's been trouble brewing on Ukraine's eastern border. On the Russian side, soldiers, tanks and missile launchers have been on the move, edging closer to the Russian separatist areas in the Ukrainian provinces of Donetsk and Luhansk. Ukraine says that Russia has increased troop numbers there by about 14,000. There are now 40,000 soldiers stationed on its eastern border. The same number of troops is deployed in Crimea. This is the largest number of soldiers in the region since Russia invaded Ukraine in 2014. But to really understand what's happening now, it's worth revisiting what happened back then. Back in 2013, Ukraine had been moving, politically, closer to Europe, and Russia saw that as a threat to its influence in the region. That year, in 2013, Ukraine had been close to making an agreement with the European Union, which would increase its ties between Ukraine and the EU. Ukraine would have to conform with the EU on things like economic policy, regulation and judicial reform. And in return, they'd get financial help and free trade with the EU and maybe, eventually, EU membership. But the pro-Russian president, Viktor Yanukovych, at odds with his own government, suspended it, instead opting to deepen ties with Russia. The Ukrainian people were angry. They saw a brighter future with Europe and thousands of people came out to protest. After months of unrest, Viktor Yanukovych's government was toppled in February 2014. That was bad news for Russia. Ukraine is strategically important to them. It was part of the Soviet Union and Russia has deep cultural, economic and trade ties with Ukraine too. It's long been a place where Russia's had a lot of influence. Almost immediately, Putin started to make plans to take Crimea. It's this peninsula in the south of Ukraine that has a majority Russian ethnic population and had once been a part of Russia. The tension rising around the world as Russian President Vladimir Putin casts his shadow across the boundary of Europe and Russia. Tonight, his troops are holding firm in a corner of Ukraine known as Crimea. So will he push By March, Crimea had been seized by Russian forces. Russian President Vladimir Putin signed the annexation into law. At the Kremlin, before putting his signature on the bills, Putin hailed the incorporation of Crimea into Russia as a remarkable event. I want to congratulate you, all the people of Crimea and Sevastopol, the citizens of the country, on this, without any exaggeration, momentous event. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, 
tap the banner to go to monday.com. For Putin, annexing Crimea was a big win. He tested Europe and America's determination. They talked tough about imposing sanctions, but stopped short of military intervention, even when the Russians started moving into eastern Ukraine as well as Crimea. Russia has deliberately and repeatedly violated the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine. And the new images of Russian forces inside Ukraine make that plain. This comes as Ukrainian forces are making progress against the separatists. Now, as a result of the action... The invasion of Crimea had done a lot for domestic politics in Russia too. Between 2011 and 2013, Russia was having its own big protests, and Putin was in the firing line. Protesters were saying that politics was corrupt. But annexing Crimea distracted people and massively increased Putin's popularity. It was seen as this patriotic good that part of Russia had been returned to the motherland. Which brings us back to the present day. Is this the same story all over again? Well, Russia has been having another round of protests. With chants of Putin is a criminal and freedom for Navalny, thousands of demonstrators are rallying throughout Russia. In towns and cities across Russia, hundreds of thousands of people have come out onto the streets to protest against government corruption. Last year, Russian agents tried to poison opposition leader and anti-corruption campaigner Alexei Navalny. He survived and recovered in Berlin, but he was arrested as soon as he touched down in Moscow and was sent to a prison camp. His arrest hit a nerve for Russians. It was just another obvious demonstration that under Putin, they aren't actually free. There are other reasons for unrest too. Russia has been really struggling with the COVID pandemic and the government has tried to conceal the true number of deaths. So a distraction might be a good move for Putin, especially because there are parliamentary elections coming up in Russia in September. But really, testing the West and new president Joe Biden is probably the biggest motivation behind Russia's movements on Ukraine's border right now. Putin wanted to see just how much he could get away with back in 2014. And with a new president in the White House, it looks like he's testing those boundaries once again. Biden was never going to go easy on Russia. He challenged Putin over the Navalny poisoning. But Putin wants to know just how far he can push and what Biden and the West will do in response. Well, Putin is getting an answer. The US is sending two warships into the Black Sea and the UK is sending two more. And last week, Biden announced a new set of sanctions on Russia too. But he was clear, the US is not interested in conflict. I was clear with President Putin that we could have gone further, but I chose not to do so. To be, I chose to be proportionate. The United States is not looking to kick off a cycle of, ex of escalation and conflict with Russia. We want a stable, predictable relationship. These sanctions will stink for Russia. But the question is, will they be enough to stop Putin? Hi, thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. It's made by me and my colleagues Claudia, Imi, Zav and Ella at Tortoise Media. On Tuesday lunchtimes, Tortoise journalists have a weekly news meeting to chew over the live news agenda. We call it Open News and we'd love to have you there. It's a chance to have your say about what's going on in the world and to tell us about the stories that you think we're missing. To be a part of it, take a free 30-day membership. Just go to tortoisemedia.com forward slash join us. Today's story was written and produced by Ella Hill. The Sensemaker. 